Hello and welcome to the Feminist Podcast. I am Wendy Frias. And I am Janine Padilla. We are two New York City Latinas who join forces to create a space where we talk about all things female wellness. Together we will discuss and demystify all things related to women, such as mental health, mindfulness, lifestyle, and more. All with the side of New York City sass and spice. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Janine. Hola, mi gente. This is Wendy. In this episode, we are going to explore the transformative power of emotional decluttering. Join us as we delve into practical techniques and strategies for letting go of emotional baggage and creating space for inner peace. Discover the benefits of releasing attachments to past experiences, resolving conflicts, and cultivating a positive mindset. Tune in to learn how to lighten the emotional load and embark on a journey of self-discovery and empowerment. It's time to let go, lighten up, and embrace a clutter-free emotional state. So in an effort to understand emotional clutter, we first need to know what it means. So what is emotional clutter? In a nutshell, emotional clutter is essentially the accumulation of unresolved emotions, which is essentially holding on to shit that no longer serves our overall well-being. It's also about negative beliefs, how we mindfuck ourselves, and mm. attachments, not only to people, but with things as well. All of this emotional clutter can weigh us down mentally and emotionally. Emotional clutter can manifest in our lives in a number of ways, like holding on to grudges, harboring resentment, dwelling on past mistakes, living in a constant state of worry and anxiety, having unresolved conflicts, clinging on to negative beliefs about ourselves and others. Emotional clutter can have detrimental effects not only on our mental health and relationships, but on our personal growth as well. Emotional clutter can also lead to increased amounts of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. And it can also hinder our ability to make clear decisions, maintain healthy boundaries, and develop positive emotions. Ooh, Janine, who has not gone through all that list, that long list of holding on to grudges, harboring resentment? We've all been through that. So anything that we can bring to support and help us through that is wonderful. Yep, I still have emotional clutter who <laughs> that I'm working through. <laughs> I mean, it's a lifelong, you know, process to get through all that. Absolutely. So the benefits of emotional decluttering includes clarity of mind. Picture a fog lifting from your thoughts and emotions. Emotional decluttering brings a sense of clarity to your mind. You're clear. You're, you can see things the right way. It's like putting on a pair of glasses that lets you see things with more precision and understanding. You'll find yourself making better decisions and gaining fresh perspective and ideas about life. Because, let's face it, you're clear. Have you ever broken up with someone and all of a sudden it is all clear and you think about why you stayed with that person that long? That's clarity of mind. That's where we all want to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Number two, better problem solving. Say goodbye to feeling stuck in the same old patterns. You know that loop that we sometimes go through of bad decisions based on all those old feelings. When you declutter your emotions, you unlock a whole world of creative problem solving it's like it's like discovering your superpower within you you'll be a pro seriously a pro at acknowledging your feelings and finding solutions to life's challenges so if you dealt with something consistently and you didn't know how to deal with it 
once you declutter, things become clearer and you're able to solve better. Increased energy. And not the way you think at all. Imagine shedding a heavy backpack filled with unnecessary emotional baggage. We've all carried these big heavy backpacks one time or another in our lives. In a, so picture those big heavy rocks in your back walking through, the, through with them day in and day out. Suddenly, when that backpack is empty or you throw out that damn backpack, you'll experience a surge of energy, vitality, and you're going to feel it through your entire body coursing through your veins. You'll, you'll feel lighter, more vibrant, and ready to seize the day. Right, Janine? Yeah. Let's get rid of that shit. For real. <laughs> reduce stress. Why? Who doesn't want to reduce stress, right? All the damn time. <laughs> Every day. Bid farewell to the stress monsters that have been haunting you. Decluttering your emotions helps you kick those stressors to the fucking curb. It's like stepping into a peaceful oasis where the chaos fades away. You'll find yourself equipped with better coping mechanisms, allowing you to navigate life's ups and downs without losing it. Well, at least that much, because we lose it sometimes, but not as much as you used to. Right. Healthier relationships. So this is a big one. Get ready to nurture the garden of your relationships. As you clear all that emotional clutter, you'll create space for like deeper connections and meaningful interactions with others, family members, friends, partners. You'll find yourself embracing empathy, understanding, and just and just flourishing, just flourishing overall. One last one, number six, ongoing joy and peace. Ah, the ultimate reward of emotional decluttering, <laughs> right? Imagine having a constant inner sanctuary of joy and peace. No matter what storms are brewing outside, because they will, it's like having a cozy retreat within your soul. By decluttering your emotions, you'll discover the keys to unlocking lasting happiness and serenity, no matter what happens. Ongoing joy and peace. That's like what we all strive for, right? Yes. I love that. Yes. <laughs> so Wendy just explained the benefits of emotional decluttering. But where do we begin, right? So that we can get in a place in which we are experiencing the benefits of emotional decluttering in our lives. All of those benefits that Wendy just mentioned, especially that ongoing joy and peace, or at least for me. Same, Um, same. So the following tips have helped me identify what emotional cluttering um, has been lingering in my life. So for me, self-reflection practices are key to identifying what we are feeling and why. I feel it's important to find time to be alone just with you and your thoughts. This will put you in a space um, where you can reflect on your experiences and feelings and thought patterns and reactions. You can ask yourself questions like, what emotions am I frequently experiencing? And are there unresolved conflicts or past events or traumas that are still affecting me? Am I holding on to any negative beliefs or self-limiting thoughts? And by now you already know, I love to find time for some journaling. So when journaling, you can use questions like the ones I just mentioned to help guide you in your self-reflection process. Or you can simply free write and just let the words flow from your soul onto the paper Don't hold yourself back or second guess what you're writing. 
And then once you're done writing, you can go back often to reread your writing and pay attention to any reoccurring themes um, or recurring themes or patterns or emotions that arise in your writing and just try to refrain from judgment. This one is huge, um, the next one I'm about to say, and it is recognizing our triggers. This requires us to pay attention to people, places, situations, words, and topics, and events that trigger intense, intense emotional reactions within us. It's important to note that um, smells can also trigger us as well. So the way smelling a home-cooked favorite meal can produce pleasant memories of a childhood family moment is the same way certain smells can bring up unpleasant memories and intense emotions. So I would duly um, make it a point to note those as well. It's important to recognize our triggers because they can help us figure out what possible unresolved conflicts and emotional baggage may still be present within us regarding certain people, places, or things. This past weekend, um, I was in Jersey visiting my sister. We were going to a family barbecue. And so every time I go visit my sister, we always like make a trip to Barnes and Nobles because we all love to read. Um, and it was it's funny because I literally purchased this book um, called How We Can Stop Reacting and Start Healing Our Triggers by um, author um, David Rico. So I picked it up and um, I haven't read it yet, but I'll, I'll keep you posted if it works. But if it sounds intriguing to you, definitely like look it up on Amazon or go to your local bookstore and, you know, give it a try. Sounds like a great book. Yeah, I know. I was I was super intrigued as soon as I saw the cover and the title of it, because, um, you know, there's shit that triggers us all the time. And it's Oof. it's important to recognize what those triggers are. And so another one is um, manifestation, right? So. Normally, when we hear the word manifestation these days, our mind immediately goes to, oh, like, how can we manifest our dream life, our dream partner, our dream car, dream job, etc. But manifestation in our life, the manifestation in our life that I'm about to discuss uh, when talking about emotional decluttering is called physical manifestations. And emotions can manifest as physical sensations in our bodies that are not necessarily good for us, such as causing tension, giving us headaches, having digestive issues, and constantly feeling fatigued. So paying attention to these symptoms and when they occur can help us pinpoint certain emotional clutter in our lives. And finally, the last tip I'll mention is being open to receiving constructive feedback from others without becoming angry or defensive. Yes, I get it. Easier said than done. But it's super important because this feedback can come from trusted and respected family members or close friends and even therapists, right, who can provide us with an outside perspective, which is exactly what Wendy and I do in our professions, um, and that that feedback, could, if we're open to that feedback, it can be super helpful in us, you know, learning to, to release this emotional baggage that we're carrying on to, this emotional clutter. So I just gave you a bunch of tips on how to identify emotional clutter in our lives. And now Wendy can share some strategies with us so we can begin to work on letting go of that emotional um, clutter. Wendy? Yes, 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 yes. And before I get to that, there were a few things that you said that I thought were really spot on, such as 
physical manifestations. They're also called psychosomatic symptoms. And that's when you're having so many, uh, you're stressed out or you're depressed or you're dealing with something very uh, deep, stress, stressful in your life. Well, it can come out as physically in your body, such as headaches, fatigue. Sometimes it could be body aches and pains. Mm -hmm. So watch out for that. Also, when you're journaling, I think you should just, since no one's going to look at it, open yourself up. Yep. Don't feel insecure. Don't uh, become like, uh, say, oh my gosh, I shouldn't write that. Is that appropriate? Just open up and let the floodgates go. And later on, you want you don't want to look at it again. You can just rip it up and throw it out and no one will know. And if you're concerned, right, about like maybe because sometimes I know when I started journaling and I think we spoke about this when I was younger, it was because when I was apprehensive about journaling, it was because I was afraid like my mom was going to find my journal. Yes. So in those instances, if you really are concerned that um, the thoughts and feelings that you're having, you want to keep private, there are journals that have locks on them or just make sure that you're finding a really private place um, where your kids, your your husband, your wife, yes. whatever, whoever you're dating, everyone you want to hide your, from, yeah, everyone you want to <laughs> hide from, your mama, your papa, um, that you know that you can put it in this place and it's and you feel comfortable that it is secure and safe. <laughs> there are also lock boxes. Oh right, exactly. Buy, right. Yep. And the lot, the other thing that you said that like hit close to home is like the the triggers with the smells. Mm -hmm. Have you ever like walked past someone? And they're wearing the same cologne as an old boyfriend. And, mm -hmm. and you just all of a sudden see that person's face. That's so weird. And those are those triggers that sometimes you're not even aware of. Right. So letting go. So here's some strategies that can help you. So identify the harmful scripts or thoughts that replay in your mind. Start by getting up close and personal with those sneaky scripts. Take a moment to identify them like... It's almost like you're shining a light on the shadows of your thoughts. Write them down like Janine says in a journal, capturing their essence on paper. This is a simple act of acknowledging the first step towards breaking free. Get to know these scripts intimately as if you're sitting down for a heart-to-heart -heart chat with an old friend. Dive into their origins, their triggers, and the way they've influenced your life. The more you understand them, the better equipped you'll be to challenge their validity. So the next time those scripts rear their heads, which happens to a lot of us, including me, don't shy away from them. Embrace them with a curious mind and heart. Question their authority instead of blindingly, which sometimes we go through, mm -hmm. accepting them as truth, as you may have done in the past. So if you are thinking, well, I'm not very intelligent. Yeah, I never get this right. Where did that come from? Where did those thoughts initiate from? Did something happen when you were a child? Did something happen with your parents? Don't believe them for the thought alone. Small, Make small shifts to positive thoughts. Okay, so let's unravel the secrets of rewiring those negative loops in our mind. All those thoughts that keep coming over and over and over. When it comes to making those positive shifts in your thoughts, it's all about taking small steps that your brain can truly embrace because you got to retrain your brain. Here's how you can navigate this process easily and, and slowly once you've identified that annoying recurring thought loop like you're not smart enough for example resist the temptation to make an instant 100 degree turn your brain might say well you're the most you're the smartest person in the world instead of that you might want to say well you know 
when I was in college, I had a 3.2 GPA. I did really well. I know how to manage my finances. See, I guess you would want to find different examples to solidify the thoughts, to solidify or go against the negative thought that you're having. Make a small positive shift that feels genuine and believable to you. Like I said before, it could be something like, for example, if you're having issues with your family, you can say, or negative negative thoughts about your family, you might say, my family cares about me and I care about myself. This shift acknowledges the love and support from your family while also recognizing your own self-worth. Embrace this new thought with open arms and an open heart. Let it sink in and become a mantra, thinking about it every day, that you repeat to yourself whenever that negative loop starts to play. Gradually, gradually, it'll take time, (laughs) it will gain strength and replace the old harmful narrative. Remember, you've gone through years and years and years of playing the same tape or the same record. So it takes time to break through that and retrain all your thoughts and your energy. Yep. And as always, like we like to say is be patient with yourself and show yourself some grace um, because this is a lifelong journey. And so we talked about, right? And we talked about, um, you know, what emotional clutter means, tips to help you identify it in our lives uh, and some strategies of how to release it. But how do we create emotional space to maintain our sanity in a healthy and loving way for ourselves? So number one for me is setting those boundaries. We always talk about that. It is important to clearly communicate your needs and limits to others. So say no when necessary and do not feel guilty about it. Do not. (laughs) For real. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Wendy and I also did an episode on this topic. So if you're interested in learning more and you didn't hear it, check out Feminist Episode 2. It's called Setting Boundaries. That simple. Another one is Practicing Self-Care. We have also discussed this in many of our feminist episodes as well. So practicing self-care means engaging in activities that nourishes our minds, bodies, and souls. I am an advocate of dedicating time for self-care practices that bring me joy, relaxation, and rejuvenation. So you too should schedule some time to practice self-care as well. And finally, cultivating mindfulness, right? So practice really being present in the moment observing our thoughts and emotions and again trying to refrain from judgment which can be really hard because we are normally our own worst critics meditation and breathing exercises can help us with this as those practices promote calm and centering of our state of mind yes meditation i'm all about that life janine is all about journaling i'm all about meditation so let's be real guys so you want to maintain emotional clutter-free spaces. It, there's going to be peaks and valleys. This is a process and will take time and practice. It has taken you years or even decades to build this clutter. And it will take some time to get through it all. And that's okay. We also can't forget about the people in our lives, be it family members or friends, that bring up these feelings in us knowingly and unknowingly. So they can bring back that clutter and try to bring it back into your house and you got to scoop it back out. Mm-hmm. So, so how can you maintain? Calm your mind. Put some distance between yourself and the thoughts that are trying to consume your focus. How best to do that depends on you. Take a break. Taking a moment to simply deep breathe, which Janine has said. Spending quality time alone. Reciting empower- empowering affirmations. Again, this is a review because some of the same things that Janine said 
is also a way to maintain. Going on walks, exercising, things like that. Again, become an observer of your thoughts and emotions and feelings. Become, a, become conscious of your thoughts. Um, will help you gain, gain, gain greater insight. There we go. I got it. I got it. <laughs> will help you gain better insight and perspective. More importantly, it will help you identify the ways you may be self-sabotaging. Oh, we can't forget about self-sabotaging. That's a huge one. Which means also falling back into your same patterns. So if you find yourself falling back into those same patterns, just kind of observe them. What's leading you there? Because sometimes that clutter will bring back those same old feelings. Yep. So as I go through my notes here. Focus on yourself. Again, self-care, self-care, self-care. We say it almost in every podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Making yourself a priority is at the heart of preserving your mental wellness. Taking care of yourself helps you take care of everything else everything else that you need to do. If your life seems somewhat chaotic, discovering ways to take care of yourself better mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually spiritually (laughs) maybe just what you need to relax reflect and clear your mind as this episode comes to an end uh we just want you to remember that by understanding emotional clutter and using tools like like self-reflection and journaling journaling journalizing (laughs) and journaling and recognizing triggers uh we can create a space for positive emotions Setting boundaries and practicing self-care and cultivating mindfulness further enhance our emotional well-being. And we let go of unresolved emotions, negative beliefs, and attachments in an effort to experience inner peace and personal growth. Embrace the freedom to lighten up and discover a path of healing and emotional well-being. On that note, blessings to all. Peace out. Yes, Janine. Life is a beautiful journey filled with lessons ups and downs as women we hold the power to navigate it with grace to thrive we must nurture our emotions and let go of what's holding us back by building emotional intelligence and releasing our clutter we create a path to a healthier happier and more prosperous life let's embrace this empowering journey together and find fulfillment in every step remember we're all in this together bye Thank you for being part of today's podcast. If you love the content of this episode, please download, share, rate, and review. If you want to know where else to find us, check out our links in the show notes. We hope this talk brought you a little further along in your wellness journey. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Reach out to us via email at feministpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram handle at feministpodcast.